everyone. Welcome to the Belmont Journal, Belmont's own program for hyperlocal news and community affairs programming. I'm your host, Roger Colton. Belmont High School was just ranked one of the top high schools in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. In its annual ranking of high schools, the magazine U.S. News and World Report ranked Belmont High as number nine in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Congratulations to Belmont High faculty, staff, and students. Belmont's curbside compost program is gaining steam. The campaign called Belmont Compost is seeking to reach a goal of 1,000 Belmont residents enrolled in the program. The program is about halfway there. If the goal is reached, the price for curbside composting will be reduced for everyone. More information can be obtained at blackearthcompost.com. Welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian. I have with me today Franklin Tucker, who is the editor and publisher of The Belmontonian, Belmont's online source for hyperlocal news. Franklin, this week was town meeting, and the real story that comes out of town meeting this week is... Is not the articles, but really the process, what yes. we've been going through. Um, let's talk about the roll call uh, first. Roll call is, is, has always been around. We've, we, you know, it's not something new. But it was something that was pretty rare. It was done, you know, when uh, and before we had electronic voting. It was literally people going. Uh, you would have recorders, human recorders, who would go to each person and check off whether they voted yes or no. And like I said, we've had this process uh, ever since we had town meeting. It's just that now, under th in 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 this version, this version of of town meeting. We're seeing al almost all the important or non-housekeeping uh, 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 articles being asked for a roll call because it's easy to do through the electronic voting system. That's right, and that's that's the that's uh, that's it's and it's e just because it's easier to do. Doesn't <laughs> there, there's a there's a question of why is it being done? And it, it, the, there were interesting results because the results of the roll of the roll call votes were different from the results of the non-roll call votes. Yes, and in fact, uh, in, on a, in one measure, which was the moderator's uh, term, uh, switching it from, or hopingly, hoping to switch it from a, a one-year to a three-year term, and which would just bring continuity, and there's a lot of reasons why you'd want to do that. Um, it actually switched the result. I mean, at the very beginning, uh, the first vote, it, it, uh, the article was defeated by two votes. Then the roll call was voted. That was asked. Well, it turned out that uh, four people showed up, or <laughs> there, there was a difference of four votes, and so the um, the positive or the yes uh, for the three-year term won this time by two votes, and which which brought on entirely uh, that when then we had the process of 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 of, of, of re recal recalculation, you know, of of. of um, Reconsideration. Reconsideration, which means a third time we're going to be voting on this. And before we go to the reconsideration, there really are two different attitudes, if you will, toward roll call votes. Yes, I, th I think that in many ways it's, 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 you know, you cannot dispute that the people who are asking for all the roll call votes, they're looking for transparency. You know, they're saying, you know, um, every vote should be, should be counted, every vote should be known. And that's, that is a, the, the most tr a transparent of our town meeting um, uh, actions. And then the pushback on that is? Is the vote shaming. 
and what, what, what one person called uh, vote shaming, and basically it's taking down names. You know, we're going to know what you did for every vote, and if if you have an unpopular stance, <coughs> we're going to hold you accountable. We're going to hold you accountable, and uh, you know, you had the a situation where uh, a simple. A vote, um, a non-controversial vote, uh, name, or naming the board of selectmen to to become the select board. Well, why do you need a, uh, you know, a roll call, a roll call vote. vote for that? Yes. And what we saw is that people, whether they were afraid or, or they didn't want to be known, they switched their vote. So the, the margin of, of victory or the margin of acceptance grew while the margin of, of uh, saying that they didn't want it Fell precipitately. So, what what what, what actually was the, the the cause of that? Was it was it people people just didn't want to be known to, to uh, uh, that they would be old fashioned enough to vote against uh, this name change? And does that change democracy? I mean, is that does that hurt democracy? I mean, if you feel that I don't want to be part of the unpopular group, that you're always going to vote, you know, with in the majority. And it presents an interesting question. Are town meetings there uh, to represent their constituency, or are they, once they've been elected, should they vote their own conscience? Well, that's part of democracy. I mean, you know, uh, there's <laughs> uh, John F. Kennedy talked about profiles and courage, voting against uh, the group think, you know, uh, people in, in the South, um, uh, Democrats in the South voting for civil rights, you know. Uh, doing the right thing, you know. Maybe your conscience says, you know, why are we getting rid of this tradition? It makes, you know, I I, I can understand why my why everybody else is doing this, but maybe there should be a voice that says no. Yes. Okay. There will be a reconsideration of the moderator next week. We'll talk about that next week. Thank you very much. Welcome to this week in the Belmont Citizen Herald. I have with me today Joanna Juvelis, who is the multimedia journalist for the Belmont Citizen Herald and Wicked Local Belmont, Belmont's online and print source for local news. Joanna, the weather has been sad in Belmont in the last week or two. It's sort of reflective of much of the mood in town nowadays. Can you fill Absolutely. us in? I would say it's definitely reflective of the mood. A young Belmont High School student, 16-year-old Cleo Theodoropoulos, died suddenly on April 22nd, about six days after being diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma. And it just really took everybody by surprise. She, she touched so many lives in her short time. There's really been an outpouring of, uh, of grief and of support for the... Uh, the family, there, there, were, has, there, there was has. a purchase from Chocolate Dreams? Yes, from an uh, anonymous, someone who wants to remain anonymous, purchased 500 yellow balloons. Yellow was Cleo's favorite color. It also happens to be, and this I'm sure had nothing to do with why they chose this color, but it does happen to be the awareness color of that cancer, Ewing sarcoma, ironically. But what they did is they, they purchased these balloons anonymously and then they distributed them throughout town 
So you'll see bouquets of yellow balloons along Belmont Center in front of stores. You'll see them in front of Belmont High School. There's a, a really nice sign that the field hockey team, which she was a member of, created on the fence in front of Harris Field with her name spelled out in cups, Cleo, surrounded by yellow balloons and flowers. In the courtyard at Belmont High School, they have these beautiful yellow bouquet of balloons. So when I spoke to her mother, her mother, Amanda McCarthy, we actually communicated via email. She wanted to make sure the obituary was posted and put in the paper. But she, I said to her, I said, I would really like to write a tribute in honor of your daughter. And she said she would much rather have me write a tribute thanking the Belmont community and recognizing them for all their support that they've shown and also because she believes they shaped who her daughter was. And now there is a uh, GoFundMe uh, page there by is. the high school kids. The field hockey team started a GoFundMe page just about four days ago and in that short time 300 people have donated $17,000. It's exceeded the $14,000 goal and the funds raised will go to the Dana-Farber Boston Children's Cancer and Blood Disorder Center which hopefully will someday find a cure for this very cruel disease. Well, let's keep uh, Cleo's family in our community's hearts and uh, in our minds. Uh, on another note, there is exciting news in Belmont. There is a television production occurring in Belmont That's right now. That's right. That's right. It, and it really is exciting. Ivy Road, which is a very quiet Belmont Hill neighborhood with just nine homes on it, has been transformed into a television series set, you know, produced For Paramount by, Television. Yes. So when you drive, if you drive up up there, you can actually watch what's going on. You can just go to Lawrence Lane, and at the corner of Lawrence Lane and Ivy Road, there's a road barrier. They'll allow you to stand behind the road barrier and watch. And it, hopefully see Michelle Dockery and, Bill, yes. and or Bill Evans. Yes, I had the opportunity. Chris Evans. Downton, Chris Evans. Yes, Downton Abbey actress was doing a jogging scene the first day when I went by and, and the other day I saw actor Chris Evans and they were doing a, a scene with a, and actually there were several fake news vans all over the neighborhood for one of the scenes because he's a father whose son, 14 year old son, was accused of murder. It's for it's Defending Jacob is the series. It's based on a best-selling New York Times bestseller by William Landy and I'm telling you, it's really something. So I had the opportunity to meet one of the residents in that neighborhood, 26 Lawrence Lane, Immaculata de Vivo. She invited me into her home. We sat in her dining room, and we could we had front row seats from her dining room window to see what was going on. And she's very excited about it. She said they've been very accommodating, and it's only an inconvenience for about 10 days. And when it's over, she knows that things will get back to normal over there. But it was exciting because there were fans. I got to interview the fans, and I took some video of them. And we're going to watch. Watch that video right now. I'm Sarah, I'm in ninth grade, and I'm here because I'm a huge fan of Marvel and Chris Evans. I'm Caroline, I'm also in ninth grade, and I'm also a huge fan of Chris Evans and the whole Marvel franchise. Do <laughs> you, you think you'll get to meet him today or this week? Um, I we hope, hope, we, we so. hope so. I saw him yesterday, so that was oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah so we're really hoping we can. We're hoping to see him. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Do you plan to come every day as long um, as they're here? As many times as we, as we, as we can, yeah, with our, yeah. Or with our schedules and stuff like that. Yeah. I applied to be an extra, so hopefully that'll work out. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So if you do get to meet him, what do you hope to do? Get your picture with him? Um, yeah, that would be picture, that would be maybe awesome. an autograph. That would be awesome, yeah. Especially since he's not doing like the Marvel movies anymore, it'd be really cool to, mm -hmm. to like meet him and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and why are you here? What are you doing? And why did you dress like this? How are you dressed? What are you wearing? Captain America. Yeah. Why? Why are you dressed like this? Are you a fan of Captain America? Have you seen the movie? Did you see the new movie? Not yet. Can I see your cape? Can you turn around so I can see your cape? Oh, I love it. I love it. Richard Sliney is a Belmont resident with Parkinson's disease. With the studio Urbanity Dance Director, Betsy Grave, they are offering a Dance with Parkinson's class at the Beach Street Center here in Belmont. Richard tells the Belmont Journal what he gets out of it. The Parkinson's basically freezes my body. The muscles get tight. They don't want to move. Uh, the loss of dopamine makes you forget that you can move. And I'm finding the opposite is true. The more I move, the more I can move. Because at the end of the hour and a half, I am more limber. I am feeling healthier. I'm feeling more social. And we have a lovely group of dancers. All of us come from different backgrounds. But when we come together on Business Dance Floor, we're equal. Thinking specifically with Dance with Parkinson's, really looking at gait, uh, thinking about um, opposition and um, Really, every, every single exercise in the class is really designed to help combat um, symptoms of Parkinson's disease. The class, although it's for anybody, I don't have Parkinson's, but I um, had a brain tumor when I was three, so I have some balance issues. It's made a big difference. I think so many stories about Dying with Parkinson's, the dance, the dance classes, living with Parkinson's. For several years, I needed two support canes. As a result of the way my body has healed during the classes, I only need one. And a lot of times I go around with not needing any canes. And the music, and the movement, and the love have all helped me heal. I think dance is really unique in that it is certainly an expression of the soul, so it's a creative outlet. It's unique in that it's community, it's people actually physically coming together, which is becoming, I think, more and more rare. It's also physical. It's a really great workout. We talk about strength, we talk about flexibility, coordination, mobility. Got hit by a car last fall, uh, two fractures in my right leg, and the dance class became my physical therapy. And all my doctors were going, how come you're healing so fast? It's the 
spiritual gift that the class gives me. It's the healing, it's the comfort, it's learning how to live again. There are two free classes left. Grave and Sliney are now seeking funds and new enrollment to continue to offer the class at the Beach Street Center. The 2018-2019 school year was the pilot year for Belmont High's capstone program for Belmont High's senior students. The year-long projects were on topics that the students chose themselves. The projects ended with tangible objects ranging from podcasts to artwork and more. So for my capstone project, I did a presentation in class on food. I did fashion trends in media and how fashion has changed over time. I created a documentary on law enforcement and society today. So the topic is comparative mythology. So they had some choice for their final products um, and we left it open to them. And so they could choose you know, a museum exhibit or a podcast or short stories. There were six or so to pick from. And they spent a lot of time thinking about what kind of product were they interested in creating to show their learning throughout the year. So I created these five pieces and I focused on specific trends from certain areas. So for like the grunge movement, a lot of the clothes that I saw were like really tattered and kind of intentionally not perfect. And I intentionally did that with the clothes to make it look like they were imperfect. I wanted to look at the similarities between mythologies because I feel like when you analyze what's in common between mythologies, it reveals a lot about human nature. And there's just a lot of innate characteristics that we all share. And I think religion is so often used as like a dividing force, but it should be uniting. I don't think people think about it that way. I have experience in cooking, so I, at home I prepared five dishes from places I picked. The whole idea was that food connects culture and people all around the world. So on September 11th, I remember it uh, quite vividly, I was running a radar, I was a patrol officer, and I was running speed radar on White Street. And it was a beautiful day, and I remember... Be wanting to become a police officer. I try to show that law enforcement is a really dangerous career, and they go through a lot of sacrifices, and that they're humans too. They have emotions, they, they have families, they go through everything a normal human does, but with all that more pressure that um, comes with the job. So I think for most of them, they really felt passionate in ways about their topics and the sources that they were using to create these projects in ways that I really haven't experienced before. There were some personal connections for lots of them, and I think it made the whole process more meaningful. I overheard one of our students say that the capstone was so easy, and of course I initially cringed, and then she said because I loved learning about it, so it was easy because I loved what I was doing. I was really excited to be in this program because I love this topic. This is work that I'm going to be proud of in the future and means a lot to me and I can build off of. It was the best alternative to a senior project I could have ever asked for. My friends came over right before I brought it all into school and they all were like, Lindsay, this is so you. This is, this is exactly what I imagined you doing. And I, I was like, I know, it's, it's amazing. It's exi it, this is it. Here's the Belmont Media Center's Jane Peters to tell us about all there is to do in Belmont 
in the coming week. Hi everyone, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for next week. Do you have a couple victory royales under your belt? Prove your Fortnite skills at Belmont Public Library's Fortnite Frenzy Solos Tournament on Monday at 3. This battle royale is limited to grades 6 through 12 and you do not need to be a library member to attend. Sign up is required on the library's website. Does your child know how to chop parsley, dice an onion, or roll cut a carrot? Knowing how to use a knife correctly and efficiently is one of the most useful skills to learn while cooking. Children in grades 3 to 5 and 6 to 8 can learn knife skills along with lots of hand-on practice while making salsa. Register for either Tuesday or Wednesday's workshop at chopchopfamily.org. In 1942, a tragic fire in the Coconut Grove Club killed nearly 500 people and burned through the heart of Boston. You can recount the events that led to the fire and its enduring mysteries with author and journalist Stephanie Sharrow at the Beat Street Center. Discuss the fire and share your own stories of the Grove on Tuesday at 5.30. Celebrate the benefits of walking and bicycling in Chenery's Walk and Bike to School Day on Wednesday. Walking or bicycling helps kids incorporate physical activity into their daily routine, encouraging habits that can last a lifetime. We encourage you to participate by walking or biking to school Wednesday morning. Join QV and Craft Beer Cellar in a cheese pairing showdown on Thursday at 6. Sign up to taste through four cheeses expertly paired with both wine and beer. You be the judge of which pairing is best. Register on Eventbrite. Belmont firefighter Ross Vona visits the Beach Street Center on Friday at 1.15 to present fire safety tips and techniques for people with visual and hearing impairments. Learn about the latest smoke detectors, alarms, and steps you can take to keep people with disabilities safe in the event of a fire. Bedtime stories, dice, and forgetfulness abound in the annual student-directed one-act play festival at BHS on Friday and Saturday. The 10-minute short plays directed by PAC members are a mix of comedy, drama, and everything in between. View a complete list of plays along with showtimes and tickets at bhs-pac.org. And that's all for next week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. Belmont's Unitarian Universalist Church held its 65th rummage sale this past week. Called this year the greatest sale on earth, the sale attracts between 400 and 500 shoppers. I had the opportunity to sit down with Kathy Crowley, one of the organizers of the sale, to talk about the origins of the sale and what it hopes to accomplish. Hi, I'm Kathy Crawley, and I'm a member of the First Church in Belmont. This is the 76th annual rummage sale at First Church. The origins of our sale were in the Boston Lend a Hand project uh, in the 1890s, which was established to help needy families. Last year, we had over 140 people helping out with the rummage sale. The sense of community that develops between people who know each other, people who don't know each other, people who work together on a team to figure out, hmm, I wonder how much we can charge for this antique tea set. I know a lot of people in my age group are saying, I'm really trying to not take anything else into my house. Well, you can always find something. I love Nancy Drew books, and there are three Nancy Drew books that I have my eye on. I found some slippers, uh, some antique napkins that can be used at the end of the rummage sale. 
there, despite all that we sell, there's a mountain of uh, merchandise that's left over. So we have a program called Adopt a Charity. And right at the end of the rummage sale, designated charities come and get to shop for free. We have uh, Cradles to Crayons represented. The Grow Clinic at Boston Medical Center is always looking for board books. Um, Restoration Project here in Belmont that does a wonderful job. They shop our sale at the end and then are able to resell those items. So we still have a lot of goods left over after those charity shoppers have come. So we hire a moving van to come, take everything else out of the church, and truck it to uh, the Goodwill store in Davis Square. There is nothing that carries over. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Belmont Journal. Thanks for watching. I'm your host, Roger Colton, and I will talk to you again next time.